Welcome to another week of Coffee and Conversations here at Village Bible Church. Coffee and Conversations aims to answer difficult questions and address hard topics using a biblical perspective. So we use God's Word as our guide and as our truth as we walk through this life together. And I'm just so excited to sit down with you today and look at what God's Word has to tell us about our struggles and our doubts and our questions. So go ahead and grab a cup of coffee and come join us and let's dive in. Now I'm going to pray. <laughs> uh, dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you so much for today, Lord, and all the ladies that you've brought this Saturday morning. I just pray for Carly as she's about to um, give us just a little, um, just what's on her heart, Lord. Would you just help her um, speak through her? And I pray for anyone here as they're entering this holiday season. Would it just be a joyful time um, and a time that they can just reflect on who you are? And Lord, we love you and we trust you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Hey guys, I'm Carly. I'm sure you already know that because we've said my name like four times. <laughs> um, I'm a little quiet, so honestly, I will not be mad if you say like talk louder, okay? Because I get that a lot. So today, we're going to be talking about relationships, um, but more specifically, godly relationships. I think in our modern society that we live in, dating has changed a lot. Uh, to put it plainly, dating is just really messy and it's not conventional, and it's in the world we live in, it's really sinful. Um, none of us have an ideal like view of what dating should and is. Um, so I just really wanna talk about what the Lord says about dating. The Bible doesn't specifically talk about dating. There's no like set guidelines. I mean, we read the New Testament, and Paul talks about marriage. There's so much about marriage in the Bible, but there's not a lot about dating. So I really want to just help you. And when Riley asked me to do this, I was really excited because I love talking to people about godly relationships um, just with the past that I've had. I think it's really needed in our culture and that's something that Brayden and I, my husband, wanna do as we get older. We just wanna pour into young couples and just encourage them and know that they're, they can come to us with no judgment. Um, Cause we didn't have that. Uh, neither of us had it in high school um, even middle school, if you're dating right now, I would not recommend dating in middle school, but <laughs> just my personal opinion. Um, but first, I just want to tell you all a little bit about Brady and I's relationship. We met in uh, 2017. We met at a youth ministry internship we were both doing. I am 10 months older than him, so I graduated high school a year before him. And so I was already at this internship. Um, it was my second year there. Uh, you get college credit for doing it. So I was doing this youth ministry internship, learning about youth ministry, how to use it in the real world, and how to use it in a church. And so I was there my second year, and Braden comes. And we immediately become friends. Uh, he comes from a Christian home. I do not. And he's just really interested in that. He could like not stop asking me questions. I was like, wow, this guy's really interested in the fact that I did not grow up in a Christian home. Um, it's because he was so submerged in church and growing up where he's from, everyone he was friends with went to church. Um, so he had never met someone who wasn't a believer. He had never been really close with anyone that wasn't a believer, which was shocking to me because as a relatively new believer, I was submerged in both crowds because um, I didn't become a Christian until my junior year of high school. Sorry. Um, so yeah, we met and immediately became friends, but the funny thing is, is at this internship that we were at, we were not allowed to date. <laughs> um, and so that became very messy, um, even in that, uh, even the, in that 
culture we were we were in, some aspects of it was unhealthy, uh, just with the leadership at the internship we did. Um, so we were not allowed to date, but obviously we knew that we liked each other. So we said like, let's we can hang out, we can be friends, but let's just not do anything further because we have these rules, whether we don't agree with them or not, like we have to follow them. Um, so yeah, we so we make it through the rest of that year, um, and then we get to the end of it, and we're like, well, what do we do now? Because he lives in Tennessee, was going to go to Boyce. I had no idea what Boyce College was until I met Brayden, and so he was going to transfer there after our internship, and I had no idea what I was going to do. So I did not want to follow him to college and be that girl that just made decisions based off, of, based off of a guy. I never, if there's anything I can tell you today, please do not base any life decisions on a guy. <laughs> that is very bad and you need to be following the Lord's plan for your life, not another person, whether that be a guy or a friendship that you're really close with and you wanna move somewhere with them. Make sure it's what the Lord wants for you. Um, so he goes to voice and I go home. Uh, we do long distance for nine months. Um, it was very hard. A lot of times we wanted to break up, or I would say that I wanted to break up. He was very dedicated. He was like, look, at that point he was saying, look, like I want to marry you. I'm not going to break up with you because long distance is hard. Um, because things in life are going to get hard and challenging, but that does not mean we give up. Um, and that's what he would always tell me, and I would always just kind of like let it go over my head, mainly because of my insecurities. So when he went to school, that was a very hard season for me spiritually. I didn't really have a good community at home because my family, they're unbelievers. All of my friends that were in church were off at school and I was just taking a semester off. I felt really, I just felt really burdened. Um, I was like, this is not what my life is supposed to look like. Like what is going on? Like I feel like failure. And so after a lot of praying and just seeking wise counsel um, from people that Braden knew and that I had gotten close with, I decided to transfer to Boyce. Um, and just from then on out, like we knew, I was like, okay, we made the next step. We're like, we both live in Louisville now. Um, what does this look like? And so that's the thing about our relationship is we took everything to the Lord. Um, we prayed through every decision that we made very carefully. And that does not mean we didn't fail. We failed a lot. Um, temptation is there. We're sinful people. Like we argue, we still argue. Like it's gonna happen. Um, but we were like, what is the next step? And so April of 2019, April first, April first, April Fool's Day. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. <laughs> uh, he proposed, and we got engaged. And our engagement was eight months, and then we got married. So that's a little bit about how Brandon and I met. It was very unconventional we did not meet living in the same town we when we're both at home like when we were dating when we both went home we were 11 hours from each other it was not a conventional relationship we never really experienced what dating what true dating was until we both got to voice and that was after a year of dating <laughs> so it was really odd and just unconventional but we made it work <laughs> it wasn't easy at all though so yeah, so we're going to talk about what godly dating is today. So there is a little bit about Brady and I. Will someone read, we're just going to jump in, will somebody read Mark 12.30 for me? Anybody? Okay, thank you, Mike. 
Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Okay. So here, this is Jesus answering what the greatest commandment is, uh, Mark 12, 30. Um, and why I wanted to talk about this verse is because, like I said at the beginning, the Bible does not give you clear guidelines on what to evaluate when you're going into the dating scene and the dating life. Um, we have to evaluate that using scripture, but there's no specific Bible verses that are going to tell you how to date well. Um, but when we look at Mark 12:30, like Maddie just read, the most important thing is to love your God um, with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And I think that's really important um, when Riley asked me to do this. That's the first thing that came to my mind is that you cannot do anything well in life if you are not putting the Lord first. You cannot do anything well in life that's not just dating. You can't do anything well. You can't walk this life well if you are not putting the Lord first. Um, so yeah, you will not truly love anyone else, not even a friend, um, specifically a significant other, in this life the way that God designed unless you love God first and most in your life. Um, same for the other person. You cannot be with someone, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but you cannot be with someone who doesn't have the same values as you. Most importantly, you can't be with someone that isn't a believer. Um, I made that mistake. In high school, I... Even after I got saved, that was one thing that I struggled with, was finding my worth in guys. And I would date, I would compromise, and I would date guys that I could fix. That's another thing. Don't, do not do missionary dating. <laughs> that is not a thing, and you do not need to get into that mess. Um, but the Lord should capture our hearts more than someone on this earth should. Like, yes, Brayden is amazing, and he is the greatest gift that I will ever receive on this earth besides our future kids, but he is not more important than the Lord. Even when we were dating, I would find myself idolizing him, and that's really easy to do, and I'm not telling you that you're not going to idolize your significant other. Like, it's going to happen, and you're going to struggle with it, and that's why you need accountability. But you cannot um, just, you can't put someone else above the Lord. It will not work, and you will fail. Um, so yeah, so the Lord should capture our hearts, if our faith is being put in things of the world, uh, we will not date well. If your faith is in wanting a relationship, if your faith is in the way that you look because you want someone to like you, you will not date well. Your relationships will fail. Um, so can someone read Matthew 6.33, please? Okay, so that passage, um, maybe you all know this, that passage is about not being anxious for the future. Um, Jesus is telling us to not be anxious. He will take care of us. He will provide us with all of our needs. Um, and that specific verse, seek first the kingdom of God and all things will be added to you, that is saying do not rush the Lord's timing. Like he will provide what you need. He will give you the things that you need, whether that be a relationship or whether that won't be. Um, do not rush the Lord's timing. Don't see someone and be like, oh, I'm gonna, I just want a relationship so bad. Like, I've been praying for this. This guy that I saw in the store is the one for me. Like, that is not dating well. Um, dating well is honestly, like, not even looking. Like, Brayden came to me very unexpectedly. 
Riley will say this about Luke. Like, he came to her very unexpectedly. Like, do not search. The Lord will give you somebody if it's in his will. If it's in his will for you to date, if it's in his will for you to marry, he will bring you somebody. Do not rush his timing. Um, so now I want to talk about accountability. Um, I don't know if you guys do accountability. I don't know if that's something Riley does with y'all. Um, but accountability is so important, not just in dating, but in life as a Christian. I think we all need accountability, not just when we're in a relationship. Um, so can somebody read Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen? It's pretty short, so. So I kind of want to get a little bit of interaction from y'all. Does anybody want to tell me what that verse means or means to you? Like, what, what do you see when you read that verse? Yeah. Having accountability with others makes you stronger. Yeah. So it's having a brother, or like the Bible says it as a brother, but it's having a friend or somebody in your life that pushes you to the cross. Um, tells you things that you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Um, we do not want accountability that's going to say, yes, uh, uh, you can go, like, this would be me saying, like, yes, to one of my friends who has a boyfriend, telling them that they can hang out at my apartment alone without me there. That is not a good accountability. Yes, you're, you're telling them they can go somewhere to hang out, like they have a safe place, but when they have no accountability and they're there alone, that is me failing them. Um, you cannot do that with your friends, and you need friends like that. You need friends that are going to say, like, I always ask my friends this when they're going on a date, like, when, where are you going? Like, when will you be back? Because they ask me to be their accountability, and if you're in my life, I'm going to keep you accountable, and I'm going to tell you things that you don't want to hear, and you guys need friends like that. You guys need friends that are going to tell you what you need to hear, and that will push you to the cross. Um, so the main thing when it comes to accountability is honesty. And that goes for you, too. If you have an accountability partner, you cannot lie to them because accountability won't work. Like, you need complete honesty with each other. That's not telling them your deepest, darkest secrets, but if they ask you how your heart is or if they ask you how that date went last night, you tell them how it went in complete honesty. Um, and I know that that's something I did not have growing up. Uh, I had zero accountability. It was just, it, it set me up for failure, not having accountability with, other believers and I just think it's really needed for girls specifically um, because there's just so much that can happen to y'all there's just so much in this dating world that's so messy um, accountability is just really important um, so yeah hearing things that you need to hear that bring you to the cross and then can I have someone really read Galatians 6 2 Well, one and two, actually. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, six, one and two. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in the spirit of gentleness. Keep watching yourself, lest you be too, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Yeah, so that goes along with accountability. Um, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Accountability is not 
being rude. I've had accountability that's like really intense and I'm like, you need to chill out a little bit because you're hurting my feelings. Um, you need to approach them with gentleness, approach them with just humbleness. And the first thing, the first rule I have in accountability is just don't cast any judgment. Like listen to them and then tell them what the Lord would say about it. Like go to the go to scripture. Don't speak anything of your own words. Like you need you need the Holy Spirit and you need the Lord's words, not your own, because then you will end up not giving them the correct advice if you don't use the Bible, honestly. Um, so, just uh, going through this, I wanted to recommend like a couple of books. This is just a side note um, about dating. Uh, one of them, you can write them down. I haven't read this one yet, and I kind of want to, um, but it's called Sacred Search by Gary Thomas. He has another book that's really popular, and I don't remember the name of it right now. Um, but yeah, it's called Sacred Search by Gary Thomas, and then Ben Stewart, he is the pastor at Passion City Church in D.C. He has a book called Dating in Single Dating Engaged Married. Um, and it's a really good book um, if you like are new to dating. Um, I wouldn't say it's like someone like who has already, who's married like should necessarily read it, um, but it's a really good book. Um, he gives just really solid advice on evaluating the dating scene, and he even has like a sermon series about it. It's really good. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to give you those recommendations before I forget because I know I'm not going to do it at the end. Um, so uh, it's okay to go on a date and decide that they're not the person for you. It's completely okay. And side note, it's just really hard when you're out of school, when you're in the dating culture and you go on one date and you feel like you have to marry that person. But that is not true. You do not have to go on a date and say, okay, this is the person for me. And that's where you need to pray for discernment from the Lord um, because you do need to date with the intentions of marriage. Um, at most of y'all's age, like. You, some of you are almost out of high school, some of you are in college, like, you do need to date with the intentions of marriage, but that's where discernment comes in, because it is completely okay to go on a date and decide that he is not for me, like, that's completely okay and acceptable for you to change your mind. Um, so, yeah, so like we said at the beginning, I think all these verses really attest to dating and can be applied to dating because the Bible does not specifically talk about relationships when it comes to dating. But the Lord is detailed in all that he does. And if you're following his will, like he will make it clear if you need to be in a relationship, if you need to get married. A lot of people know that being married is not for them and that's okay. Like Paul says that singleness is a gift and it's better than being married. Like you can do more ministry. Um, so like take advantage of being single because it is amazing. And I wish, I like so wish, and I say this all the time that I would have, I wish I would have taken advantage of me being single, but I didn't. Um, and it was just really hard going from like um, a really toxic relationship and then like on not even a year later, like meeting Brayden, like I wish, like the Lord's timing is perfect, but I still wish that I made better decisions and I took advantage of just my single life and I didn't. So please do that right now. If you are not in a relationship, just do, just do ministry, like volunteer here at the church. I don't know if all of you attend here, but just take advantage of your singleness because when you 
get into a relationship, your time is going to be very limited and you're going to want to spend time with them and that's okay. But singleness is just such a gift. Um, so what I want to ask y'all, and I really, I would like if you guys could answer this question because it's okay. Like I genuinely just be completely honest. What kind of guy are you looking for if you're not in a relationship right now? Like, what do you look for in a guy when you think about being with someone? It's kind of a trick question, but I really want to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either sincerely or not. Yeah. And actually act something that's true. Mm-hmm. And actually try. Yeah. Yeah. Does it? They. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Hi. It, yeah. Like I like what you said about um, doesn't just say he's a believer. Like acts it out. Lives his life like according to the gospel. He doesn't just go to church. I dated someone like that who you know I compromised because he said I go to church and I was like okay. <laughs> that relationship was very toxic um, because he did not live out his faith. Um, anybody else? Yeah. So. I would say the number one thing is how strong of a relationship is with the Lord. And then um, another thing is like how well they treat their mom hmm. and how well they treat their siblings. Because I feel like that could like come back to how well they treat you. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? They've got to be supportive like, of what you do and what his family does. And yeah. He has to like love you to get better. Yeah. Push you to the cross. Anything? I want him to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> the only one person. <laughs> yeah. Alright, that's kind of what I was looking for. But y'all answered really well. And, okay. <laughs> you guys finished? <laughs> yep. I'm done. Um, no, uh, one thing that I think maybe, I don't know, before I was really mature, I would look for characteristics instead of like their character. Because there's a big difference between those two words, characteristics and character. Like, characteristics would be funny. Character would be, like, do they walk with the Lord, like, full-heartedly? So, yeah, I think more times we look for characteristics, which would be their features and things about them, rather than their character. Um, yeah, and, like, my first thing would be, do they follow the Lord? Um, that doesn't mean just going to church. That's not enough. Them saying they go to church, them going to church with you, is not enough. You cannot, I'm going to be completely honest right now. I dated a guy who said he went to church. We would go to church together on Sundays and Wednesday nights because I was in high school at the time. And we fell into temptation a lot because we did not have accountability and he was not firm in his faith. And I had no idea what I was doing. And I had no accountability. So it is not enough to say like he goes to church because that will also lead to failure if you don't have any accountability and he doesn't walk um, with the gospel. Uh, so can someone read Psalm 1, uh, 1 through 3? Not in the temple, but in God, that he may stand in the temple, where fifty feet is scornful. 
and to delight in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So I would have never put this in this kind of context, but I think it's really important that you yourself and the person that is pursuing you um, lives out this passage. Uh, they need to be like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. And all he does, he prospers. I would say that this is the kind of, I'm not going to say boy, this is the kind of man that you guys need to be praying for. Um, I would have never thought to put it in this context, but when I was preparing this, uh, when Riley asked me, um, I was reading in my devotions and this uh, verse came up because I was trying to find passages for this because, like I said, the Bible doesn't give us clear instructions on how to date. Um, but yeah, Psalms 1 just really came to my head um, because we need, we need to be like this ourselves, but the man that is pursuing you ultimately needs to be like this because he needs to lead you well. Um, he's not just someone you have fun with and you hang out with. Like he, If he's the one that you're going to be with, the rest of your life on this earth, like he needs to lead you well. So yeah, Psalms one, I would say you guys, like it's a good prayer uh, for your future significant other. Um, yeah, so if he is not this type of person, um, it will set us up for failure because uh, we just, we can't measure up to the qualities that we have in our head. These characteristics that you guys have in your head, whether you thought them or you didn't say them, like, we all have these characteristics, and I will be the first one to say that Braden is not the person that I thought I was going to marry. Like, we are we're different in many ways. I never thought that, even before I was a Christian, I never knew what a godly man was. And even when I became a believer, it was very new to me, like, what a godly man was. Um, and I just never thought that I would be with someone like him, and that's a good thing, because he has exceeded my expectations, like, my life is so good because I'm married to such a godly man. And that's what Riley, and that's like, I don't know most of you, but that's what I desire for you too. Like you deserve the best. So like have those high expectations of a godly man because it's, it's there. Like you, the Lord will provide you with someone. And if you have any kind of discernment that he is not the one, like get out of there because <laughs> it's not going to be good. <laughs> um, yeah, so can someone read Proverbs 31.30? Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And that is the kind of woman that women, we need to be. Specifically, uh, beauty is fleeting. Beauty is vain. Um, here's an example for you guys. When you, when you are going into a relationship, um, you do not want the guy or the man to only want to be with you because of the way that you look. You are all beautiful, but you do not want that to be the only thing that he likes about you. Um, and yeah, so like, do you want someone who is going to 
want to be with you because they think that you're hot or they think that you're beautiful. Hopefully they use the word beautiful and not hot because that's just <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> um, but I personally, I have full confidence that if I were to become paralyzed or terminally ill, I know that Brayden would be with me. Like he would stay. He doesn't just like me. Well, he didn't just like me because I was pretty. Like he told me the first thing that attracted him to me was my trust in the Lord through the things that I've been through because he had never been through things like I have. We have different stories, different lives. He did not, like, he was not first attracted to me because of the way that I looked. He was attracted to me because I walked with the Lord and I trust him. And he thought that it was, was amazing because I didn't come from a Christian family. And I was completely shocked by that because in the past I've met a guy and all they care about is the way that I look and what they want to do with me physically. And like, I had never been treated like that before. Um, so yeah, I want you guys to ask yourselves that, like, do you want to date someone who thinks that you're only pretty or funny? Like you, what happens when something happens to you? What happens if, you know, like I were to get into a car accident and I became paralyzed, like would the person that you're with like want to stay with you? Like, would that be too hard for them? Like you guys need to think about that stuff. I know it's kind of heavy, but you are at an age where like, those are things you need to think about. Don't just be with someone because they like shower you with like compliments about your physical appearance. That's nice, but it's not all that matters in this life. Um, and it sure doesn't matter to the Lord. Like he looks at our hearts. He doesn't look at our outward appearance. Um, so I'm gonna give you guys some like pointers, I guess, to like evaluate when you're dating um, and just what to look for. Um, first and foremost, like Emily said, they need to follow the Lord. Uh, you would be surprised, like I said before, like when a guy says they go to church um, and they're actually not a believer. You can't fix them. There's no such thing as missionary dating. Like I have also been in that kind of situation and it is not good. <laughs> like you are carrying all the weight of the relationship pretty much. And so you cannot fix them. Um, and then that leads me to 2 Corinthians 6.14. So can somebody read that for me? So, in this specific passage, um, Paul recognized that, like, the churches were really divided and the believers were just, there was so much division, um, and they were, like, negatively impacting their Christian communities. Like, they were, like, just causing, a, like, a serious, like, spiritual disconnection. They were, like, it's okay to be um, friends with unbelievers, but they were, like, Paul is talking about, like, being super connected with unbelievers and it affecting your walk with the Lord. Um, and the same goes for dating. Like, you cannot be with someone who changes your walk with the Lord. If you're with someone and, like, six months into the relationship, you're questioning your salvation or you think that God isn't real, like, they are not for you because they are compromising your faith and you're being unequally yoked with somebody. Um, and it, I know, like, you're, you're probably sitting here listening, like, I would never do that. I would never be with someone who wasn't following like after the Lord like I am but it's really easy to do it like it's really easy to fall into that kind of relationship 
um, like I know from experience, like I would, I hope and pray that you guys never like are in that kind of situation because it's really scary. Um, so yeah, like you guys can say that that won't happen, but it could. Um, not like on purpose, but it, it can happen. Like sin is a real thing. So yeah, so don't be unequally yoked um, for partnership has righteousness with lawlessness. Um, so yeah, he's talking about don't be with someone they don't be with someone that desires different things than you, because when you get really serious and maybe marriage comes up, you guys have to agree on a lot. Like you guys can be different in ways, but theologically you need to be on the same page for the most part. Um, you need to be with someone um, where you're running after the Lord, and they come alongside of you, take your hand, and run with you. You can't stop for somebody. Um, don't start walking for somebody. Like You both need to be running after the Lord together. Um, do not comp- This is another point. Do not compromise because you're lonely. Uh, so stay away from someone who goes against what Christ desires for your life. Like, if you desire to be a missionary and you full-heartedly know that, like, that's what the Lord has called you to, do not be with someone who thinks that's dumb. Do not be with someone who thinks that's not possible. And do not be with someone who doesn't want to go with you because that's not going to work when you get married and he doesn't want to go overseas with you. You can't have a long-distance marriage. Um, Yeah, so don't compromise because you're lonely. Um, It's really easy to do that. Um, Another thing sexually uh it's it don't let a guy ever tell you it's okay because we both love the lord and we're going to be together forever like i've heard that a lot i have friends that have heard that a lot and that's what leads them to falling into temptation um sorry i just feel really strongly about temptation and it's just accountability is just really important and i only feel strongly about it because i have been through a really hard time with that area so yeah don't ever let a guy say it's okay because we love God and we're going to be together forever um, because it's really easy to fall into temptation when a guy like says something along those lines. So yeah, don't compromise. Um, and then another point, I kind of said it earlier, but agree on as much as possible when it comes to theo- like theology. Um, yeah, and just, like, it's okay if, like with Braden, when I met him, I, like, at that point in time, I still don't, but at that point in time, like, I had just, like, read through the whole Bible. Like, I I didn't grow up going to VBS. Like, I, as a senior in high school, I was learning, like, who Noah was. Like, you guys probably learned that in VBS when you were little, but, like, I learned all of the stuff about the Bible, like, almost in college. Like, even when I got to voice, I was still learning things new. So it's okay to, like, be with someone who doesn't know a lot about the Bible, but desires to know things about the Bible and desires to grow. Like, you just need to have the discernment to know whether they are serious or not. Um, Because then you can, like, help them learn. Like, you can read the Bible together. Like, you can just grow together. Um, But don't be with someone who doesn't care about the Bible. Like, that's really, it's really bad. So, yeah, you need to agree on as much as, like, as much as possible when it comes to theology. Um... And yeah, finally, I just wanted to read a couple verses about just, like, sexual temptation and, like, sexual immorality. So if someone wants to read Galatians 5, uh, 19 through 21.
Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah, I think the passage speaks for itself that if you are in sexual immorality, sin, and there's unrepentance there, like that's really a, da- that's a dangerous place to be, and it's an easy place to get to, um, to think that it's okay because you're a Christian and you might marry that person. Like it's still not okay. None of that is okay before marriage. Um, and so I just really wanted to give you guys that passage. But I more so wanted to tell you guys that like you are all worthy women of God, and you don't need a relationship to be valued. Um, you don't need a relationship to live this life well. Um, Paul like, says it so much that singleness is a gift and that it's better um, for ministry if that's what you want to do. And like, it's okay to be single right now. You are really young. I'm really young for being married. <laughs> like, it's, I'm just really young. I'm only 23. And like that happens and that's amazing to get married young like I would say go for it like being married young is really fun and me and Brayden both want to do ministry together so like that's a gift for me but singleness is also really awesome too and I don't want you guys to ever become insecure I know it's going to happen become insecure because you are single and maybe all of your friends are in a relationship and you want that too but know that singleness is a gift and relationships are a gift, and marriage is a gift. And relationships aren't for everybody, and marriage is not for everybody. Like, the Lord says that. Um, so, yeah, I just really wanted to tell you that. So don't be discouraged about your singleness. Take advantage of it. And ultimately, like, you aren't missing out on anything. Like, everything that we have right now is temporary. And ultimately, like, we should have an eternal perspective on our lives um, and look to the eternal glory and that ultimately like we're married to Christ and one day we will be with him. So just don't be discouraged because everything is temporary and relationships are fleeting and this life is fleeting. So I just wanted to encourage you guys with that. Um, I'm going to pray and then we can do the Q&A. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day and I just thank you for waking us all up and that you brought us here safely and that I was able to come speak to these girls. Um, Humbly, we walk and serve you, Lord, and I'm just really thankful for what Riley's doing at this church. Um, I just pray that you keep blessing and prospering this church and these girls, Lord, and I just pray that you keep speaking to them and that they run after you and that if someone uh, comes into their life that they're running after you with them, Lord, and that they don't stop um, and that they don't compromise. Um, I just pray just blessings over these girls and just that we have an amazing Christmas um, and a new year, Lord, and that you just keep us safe um, and that just that you reveal to us the things that need to be revealed to us and that we are paying attention to you and your word. Um, I just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Carly. Yeah. That's so good. I filled up an entire page of my notes. Um, so Carly and I thought it'd be really fun to just do like an open Q&A with you guys, kind of like what Andrea and Shelby did last week. Um, so yeah.
the floor is yours. Whatever questions you have. If you have any. If you don't, I have questions I'm going to ask Carly. Be any questions? Can be questions about like my past dating experiences because I have some interesting ones. <laughs> <laughs> it can be a question that you have about your current situation, like anything. I don't. I love questions. Sure. Okay, I'll get these rolling. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so single girl who is very content in my singleness but I wouldn't mind like finding a relationship where's like a good place I can start to f try to like put myself in positions to find a godly relationship and like what you like, yeah the godly guy um yeah I would definitely say um if you are content being single but you wouldn't mind being in a relationship and you want to seek that out um and see what the Lord has in store for you I would say the first place to start it would be church um, I don't know the demographic here at Village, but like, I <laughs> pretty slim pickings. Okay. <laughs> There's my answer. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if we want to get real specific, you can come visit Boyce, and Riley and I can set you up. Set you up on a date. Okay. No, but seriously, like, just being in the right uh, crowds don't find your date at a high school party where there's alcohol um but yeah like church um just I would say just this is really cliche but just pray for the Lord to open those doors because if it's what you desire and it matches up with his plan for your life and you are praying for that like he will make it happen hmm. um so yeah but I would definitely say like just be discerning of like where you are searching um church Bible studies. I don't know, like I said, Braden and I was really unconventional. We met at a youth ministry internship, so maybe you should try that. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. 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 Um, so you talked a lot about um, sexual temptation and falling into temptation. Um, ideally, like we want to avoid that. So, what are some good boundaries? What did you and Braden do to like, set boundaries for your relationship so that yeah. maybe it was a little easier to say no? Mm. So if I'm being completely honest, we really sucked at boundaries. Um, we, it was one of those things like we wanted accountability, but we were like okay with not having it, you know. Um, we weren't like jumping at the, you know, grabs for accountability. But when we got engaged, we got more serious with boundaries um, because we just cared so much about like our wedding night and just our marriage in general. Like we wanted it to be healthy in that way. So one thing that was a temptation for us was being in the car, like after a date. Um, so we, when we got back, we would immediately get out of the car and say goodnight. Or we would say goodnight in like a very public setting. Um, so yeah, those are the kind of boundaries we set. Um, another thing we did was like I would text one of my friends like what we were doing um, so she knew. And even um, some boundaries that you could set would something I do now with one of my friends is um, I have her location on my phone. I don't check it all the time, but if they're on a date and she says that they're on the way home, like I check it to make sure that they're actually on the way home. Um, just that kind of stuff. Like those are really good boundaries. And just having someone that you know that's not going to forget to ask you like how your relationship is going. Like even I fail on that, but it's, it's just really good to have someone say like, how are you and Luke doing? Like, 
what's what's going on just like those kind of questions just questions are really important um just make sure to be gentle when you're asking them so yeah 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 and like it sounds like so crazy to be like having your friend's location on your phone yeah it sounds a little psycho no but it's like it makes sense because it is something that we should take very seriously um and Have you guys thought of any questions? Can you talk a little bit more about your long distance experience? Like how did you plan for when yeah. did that work? So um, we should, probably shouldn't have done this, but we FaceTimed every day. Uh, <laughs> that kind of like hindered his community aspect. He actually didn't make like a lot of friends until I got to voice, which is really sad because I made friends and like, the first two weeks I was there, which is so unlike me because I'm really introverted, but I like jumped right in and made like a whole group of friends and he joined. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, we FaceTimed a lot. Um, yeah, it was just a lot of, I struggled with trust issues just because of past relationships. And so it was just a lot of him being really gracious with me, like just keeping me updated on what he was doing, like not in like a psycho way, but I would just want to know what he was doing and just kind of that kind of stuff like just telling each other about our days um and we would see we saw each other like every month once a month we would probably we would see each other so it wasn't very often because I lived pretty far away but yeah that's kind of how we made it work it wasn't really easy but (laughs) yeah nine months is a long time yeah So let's say I'm dating someone right now, and I feel like, or let me rephrase this, how would you say is a godly way to go about a breakup? Because hmm. ideally, like realistically, not every single guy that we date, we're going to marry yeah. right away. Yeah. So I actually have experience with this, because right before I met Brayden, um, someone was interested in me, and he was like the perfect guy. Like, he was very godly, but I just felt that he wasn't the person for me like I don't know like he he would be what everyone would want and now I know that Braden's everything I want specifically but like there was nothing wrong with him um and I wouldn't say we were in like an official relationship but we were on the tracks of like pursuing each other and so I had to tell him that like it it just sounds really weird and especially if you're with an unbeliever and you want to break up with them but I would just say like just you know be honest about your faith and tell them like I've been praying and I don't know why but I just have an unsettling like peace about being with you um I think that in the future the Lord will both bring us amazing things whether that's another person or another thing that he has opened a door for but right now like this relationship is not working and I think that it's best um if we just aren't together um never tell them that it's like yourself like it's not you it's me (laughs) like Mm -hmm. never do that but just tell them like I do not think that the Lord wants this to happen and I just think it's best that we break up um and you know if they're an unbeliever like maybe get a guy friend that you know who goes to church and maybe like he can pour into him like share the gospel with him like that's not your job so I would say that if it's because he's an unbeliever, maybe bring in a guy friend to like do that, um, like discipleship kind of thing. Um, that would be a really nice thing to do, whether the guy accepts it or not. Like 
you are letting them know that you care. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'll put it back up to you guys. <laughs> Any pressing questions? Yeah. She is really scary. I don't want you to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told that a lot that I'm intimidating and I don't know why because I'm like the quietest person. Yeah, you're not intimidating. Um, okay, I'll ask one more question as long as you guys have no questions that are lingering in your minds. All right. Um, so, what is one thing that you wish you could go back and tell yourself while you were dating Brayden? What's like a piece of advice you'd give yourself? Probably to trust the Lord. I doubted a lot. Like I doubted my future, his future. Like would we end up in the same place? Uh, Would we end up getting married? Like everything I just doubted a lot. Like it was unhealthy. And if somebody was looking at me, they'd be like, are you even a believer? Because like you need to trust the Lord. Um, so yeah, I just wish that I was reminded or someone told me, like, I need to just calm down, like, you know, think of Matthew 6, like, do not be anxious for anything, the Lord will provide your needs, and, like, his timing is perfect, and it is, um, so I still struggle, I struggle in general with, like, just the future, um, and trusting the Lord, that's something that I'm constantly battling, so yeah, that'd probably be what I would tell myself. Always can trust the Lord more. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Well, thank you, Carly. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, just an update. Um, we are not going.